0: Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us.
1: You guys are great!
0: Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello everybody. Hey,
1: hi! Welcome on down to the Comics Corner podcast. We got the giggles today. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. We're flying blind here uh, down at the uh, down at the underground, and uh, we have a bunch of new fun comics to talk about and. Uh, yeah, I guess that's there's there it was an interesting week. If you've listened to the previous cast, you'll have heard about a lot of the things that have gone on in comics this week. Uh most notably a particular Batman comic that we will get to in a brief moment. The Batmember.
2: Member. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was I was so bummed that I I didn't get to be part of that one.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you can share your feelings here, Travis. Yes. Mm. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Travis admitted to me that he he because he didn't join us at the podcast uh recording last night, he Went home and had some time to himself with the Batman comic.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. You spent some, some time? Yeah, yeah. I had a bat night. Bat yeah.
2: night. Yeah, that's good. Hanging out. <laughs> bat night in. In in Wang Manor. <laughs> yes, indeed. Although I I, my, I read mine. Uh, I, I haven't picked up my physical copy yet. So oh. I, so I, you? I didn't get the full experience. No. Gotcha. <laughs> the <laughs> compromised <laughs> digital copy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I guess we can just talk about that right off the bat since it's kind of the weirdest <laughs> thing of the week. Uh, but we had Batman Damned number one come out. It's their first official DC black label comic, uh, which is their new line of kind of edgier, more adult superhero comics. And this one definitely uh, started out with a splash wherein uh, there's a scene, there's a. It's an interesting story. It's narrated by a particular character that you kind of, there's a reveal about a third of the way through the comic that's uh, pretty interesting. They didn't, they didn't really get into what the story was going to be about ahead of time, except for the fact that there, is, uh, there has been a murder of one of the major villains in Gotham, and Batman has a bit of amnesia and is not sure that he didn't
2: kill him. Well, if, if you've like followed the any of the press leading up to it, you yeah. kind of know who's involved. Fair enough. It's
1: uh, It's been, so we are unfortunately sold out of this comic right now, but I'm sure you can track down uh, the digital copies online, and whenever they do a reprint, we will get it in. Um, but it's written by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo, who have done awesome Batman work before in the form of uh, Joker, which was just a standalone Joker graphic novel that was very much uh, the same aesthetic as the Heath Ledger Joker is, it, is that
2: the one where he was like running around throwing acid on people? And
1: <laughs> I think so. it's been a while since I've read that one, but that sounds definitely uh, like what was going on in that one. It was really dark. And so they're back at it again uh, with another. So I, I argue that Brian Azzarello is a great crime writer, but this format lends itself so well to his style of writing. He likes to throw around a lot of ideas before really grounding everything and kind of keeps you thinking about concepts and things before he really gets into the nitty gritty of the story. And in this, he's able to do that, have that little kind of dancing around what is really going on, but it's, it's long enough that he got, he pushes through that and you get to the actual point of the story and you kind of get an idea of what the next two issues are going to gonna hold without having to wait like another month before you get something of a, like a, a story element to kind of hold on to and, and yeah, uh, yeah. carry on. But yeah, it's really, really good. Hopefully we'll get a reprint of this in before number two comes out, but crazy, crazy stuff.
2: With the with the oversized uh, format and the 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 like nicely painted pages and everything, it just throws me back to the old uh, two thousand eighty. Oh, nice! Yeah, Libra Mejo
1: would find a very happy home drawing a lot of those comics.
2: Yeah, and it and it's just brutal, and they don't hold anything
1: back. <laughs> nope.
2: Nope. Which it's nice to
1: see. I mean, they definitely. It's it's funny that they're they're doing this whole black label thing and then immediately going to the censorship thing. Which I mean, it makes sense, you know, if if somebody up in the uh, higher ups of DC like didn't maybe give the go ahead and they're like, why do you can't put that in the? I don't know. It, but they're definitely reeling it back in as soon as as soon as they could because even the digital copies don't don't have the. Uh... There's a scene where Batman is dripping down in the Batcave and you happen to see a little bit of butt and you happen to see a little bit of his frontal region as well. So that's that's the big controversy this week. What yeah. what
2: what was it dubbed uh, the the bat-a-wing?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh you know, I had flipped through uh the the physical copy. I mm-hmm. just hadn't brought mine home yet, but uh reading it in the digital you you it's completely unnecessary. <laughs> right. You don't even notice.
0: Uh, Do you know, I'm wondering if they did it intentionally, the first run, including that, and then all subsequent reprints uh, censored Mm -hmm. uh, for for collectible and and rarity, uh, you know, like sake. They they could potentially do that with future issues in this black label line as well. Uh, You know, hey, make sure you go out and get the first run, get to your comic store now, try to encourage you guys to order more of the first run and stuff, you know yeah like, i mean it seems like i see you laughing george it well, seems like a silly thing get wait, down to the no, comic book store and get your penis yeah uh, i mean wait, it's no. just
1: like i can't i can't imagine that conversation mm. happening from the top down like that particular <laughs> avenue of hey man sex sells I, Yeah, well, it's,
2: yeah it's like we were talking yesterday george and i uh we you know there's no such thing as bad press yeah,
0: right exactly
2: yeah totally and it's, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's
1: funny because it doesn't affect the comic book with an A, really, uh, at all. Like, if you if you see it with, you know, with the shaded, you know, member, as it were, or without, with the digital, you know, like, you know, coloring it out and not being able to see it, it doesn't change the story. It's just, yeah. a, it's a choice that was made that, you know, for better or worse, was a choice that DC was initially okay with and they're they're reeling it back in.
0: It's a weird thing. <laughs> almost wouldn't notice it if you didn't know to look for it. it right. like and and Travis even pointed out in uh having read the edited version uh, first mm-hmm. uh that like it, it almost looks like they painted the member on top of the actual image that was there oh, in the frame in the first place. Like weird. added it in for promotional uh, huh. reasons perhaps or I don't know. Weird. Yeah. But, eh. Anyways, here we are talking about it. <laughs> yes. so there you go. It's true. It it's did true. its job. It it's right. did.
1: But uh, yeah, we can probably move on
0: from that now. <laughs> I think we spent about twenty minutes total, at least, podcasting about that just this weekend I alone. Kinda, I feel like you're probably right. <laughs> they've they've got their time. Yep, true.
1: I guess we might as well just just move through it. But we have Batman Fifty Five out this week,
2: and uh, Travis, if oh, you caught man. up on it? <laughs> it was a. Uh, if 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 anybody out there has already read it then you know we're we're with you and we we throw a hug out. <laughs> if you haven't wow, read it it was yeah it was there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of deep dealing with feelings and the past and then a super shocker end. yeah <laughs> that if you said anything beyond that it would ruin the whole damn thing yep but it well, was they're... it was a really good read and a and a and a great little wrap up between the 54 and 55
1: yeah, they, Tom King definitely has a great mentality uh, towards the relationship between um, Dick and Batman. It's it's a Nightwing Batman team up issue as far as it goes. And Jason's over there laughing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that's <laughs> right. me, Jason. We just
0: left that. Topic. I know, we just <laughs> left that, topic. and, and we're still leaving it. Oh God!
1: But no, yeah, it's uh, the last issue in this issue. Kind of played off of each other a little bit, um, going into the history of of the two, um, you know, the father son relationship that they have, and then. Than what it becomes later on when he moved away, went to Bloodhaven, became Nightwing and stuff. But they still have, they still have that kind of witty banter back and forth. Even though Batman is always just, you know, that brooding same <laughs> yeah. thing. And he's, but I don't know. D- Dick Grayson is a really nice, light-hearted, like kind of uh, other end of the spectrum of of superhero and you know vigilante type thing. So it's, it's it's
2: interesting to see him play around with that. It was nice, and you could tell that you know he knows that the Batman is. You know, it's just a shtick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yep. Dick Gra- he writes Dick Grayson really, really well. Like I love the witty, like the, the really like pithy, stupid puns and things that he throws all over the place. It's it's good stuff.
2: Yeah, everything I've always heard about Nightwing, you either he's just a wonderful character or you just wanna slap him. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Wanna Oh yeah, I uh there was a few really cool ones. Uh I picked up uh there was one that came out that uh, called "Impossible Incorporated" that I really wanted to check out because it it looks a lot like an all ages comic, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it had a, a very clear label on the on uh, by the barcode, you know, uh, intended for mature readers. Okay, so I really wanted to check it out just so I could suggest it to people, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, steer people away from it if I needed to, sure. But you know, it it really wasn't anything that. Uh, uh, was like you know uh, bad, I guess per se. It it, it deals with uh, this family that has figured out how to uh, travel in time and through dimensions. So I think what they were uh, like suggesting for the mature uh, is just the concepts that they deal in. Okay, you know, traveling through the different dimensions and uh, the interconnectedness of the of everything and. Hmm. It was so a, it might be a little heady for younger. But other than that, it was – I can't think of anything even language-wise that they put in there.
1: With the with the parallel reality and kind of hopping around in time and whatnot, it would lend itself for the potential for maybe something in a, a future issue to be a little bit hairier, a little bit edgier, something that yeah. was a little less appropriate. It, it all
2: centers around this girl it, – well, it centers around the guy that invented the whole uh, time travel – they they travel through time and space in a in a subway car. Oh, and so the guy that invented it went missing forever ago. So they uh, his daughter that's now grown up, uh, well a teenager, and his adopted son decide to go looking for him. And so it, it all centers around that and the adventures that ensue. Nice. That sounds cool. I'm yeah, it was it was I'm a really
1: cool little comic. Impossible Incorporated. Yeah, cool. We'll have to have to check that one out. Um another uh weirder off the beaten path one uh mentioned it last night, but Bloodborne is continuing from its original intended miniseries of just four issues. It's now uh carrying on and telling a new story about a different character. Uh his name is Oh Alfredius. And Elf. and he is a scientist healer, and he's doing research in the city. And a couple of hunters come upon him and tell him he should probably get off the streets, or else he'll probably die. Huh. Uh, which is how everything happens in Bloodborne. We uh, we return once again to the peaceful, quiet, humble city of Yharnam, where uh, where the Ashen Blood disease has uh, basically ransacked the city, and the Healing
2: Church is uh, trying its best to come up with blood uh, curatives. To, uh, to heal the population Now is Is the Bloodborne universe That, that takes place In like Kind of a steampunk It's a Vic- Gothic Victorian Gothic Victorian okay. Yeah definitely Heavy on that theme
1: And Peter Kowalski Is the artist on this And it has been Since the beginning And he does Such a good job At rendering everything Like the the kind of gross, kind of more diseased aspects of the city, as well as the architecture, he draws it really, really well, and it you can you can see it in your head if you played the video games
2: where you're nice. looking in the comic. I'd, I'd seen some of the video game, and uh, and I was like, that looks amazing. And then I then I looked at it again, and I was like, that looks hard, <laughs> it, <laughs> and just it, never picked it up. <laughs> I, I had a, a, a good friend named Tyler from
1: like a many uh, right a little after it came out that kind of coached me through how to play the game because it's really hard. <laughs> but it uh, it's so rewarding, too, because after you kind of get the learning curve and you figure out, like, how not to die all the time, um, you you become immersed in this world that is so mysterious and nobody really knows what's going on and everybody's kind of just listlessly moving through this world and it is this hunter's nightmare that happens over and over and over again and I I, it's a crazy awesome concept for a world and it's, yeah, it's doing a really good job in comic form, too. Nice. I'll have to check it out. It's <laughs> it's not for everybody, as far as the, both probably the video game and the comic. But if you uh, if you like any of that genre stuff, it is it is solid.
2: It always looked wonderful, but uh, not enough to pick it up and try and figure out how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this would be a good way to jump into that world and not have to yep do any work. I
1: really I really <laughs> like the first four issues, and this new story is uh, is looking like it's going to be solid too.
2: Nice, Travis. You are. Beautifully lazy. <laughs> I, I strive for mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> well, well done, sir. There, uh, we want to talk about the uh, return of Wolverine. Do you want to talk
0: about the return of Wolverine?
2: <laughs> did, did you read it? Or? I,
0: so I did.
2: I did. Oh, that's right. We were talking about that a little while ago. We were. <laughs> we were. <laughs> we had different opinions. <laughs> so
1: i i've been I've been reading comics for a long time and there are certain things in you know in the tropes and in the things that people do with comic books that tend to feel familiar after a time but I, and I had a knee-jerk reaction to be like, oh, Wolverine's lost his memory and he's back, but he doesn't know who he is, like ah, all this stuff. It's, it, they've done similar things before, but it looks like they're doing enough new stuff with this that let me actually get out of the way and let you explain what's going on in this comic.
2: Yeah, it, it was kind of cliche to, to do that to him. But, you know, it, it was a kind of, on the other hand, it was kind of a nice little a jump back into Wolverine world. Right. Know, that's just kind of his thing, trying to figure out. Uh, the the biggest thing that irritated me about wolverine is when they gave him a name i hated that <laughs> when when he when we find out that his name is actually james or whatever oh is, yeah you know? how litter who litter yeah because it you know he always had that uh clint eastwood man with no name feel you know he was the, he was the the ronin samurai that you know just wandered the world and Mm -hmm. Fix things with his blades, (laughs) (laughs) but I I I I enjoyed this one too. (laughs) It is beautifully zen. I love it. Uh, I watch a lot of samurai movies. (laughs) Right (laughs) Right on. But uh, but yeah, it was it it was crazy, and I I I like that they still haven't explained why he has glowing. Claws—it's the first thing you see, but he's just like, ah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, let me just lay back down in this pool of blood. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, I liked it. I, I'm, I'm interested to see where they're going if they do anything new, other than just, hey, I'm going to try and figure out who I am.
1: Right. Well, there's—they definitely imply that there are a couple of mysterious figures kind of messing around with with what's going on with him, like po- probably uh, the person behind his memory loss and things like that. What I would be remiss not to give credit for is the artwork in this book, because the artwork is yeah, it was wonderful top-notch. And I, I, we mentioned it on the cast yesterday, too, but just to give the shout-out, Steve McNiven has worked on so many different Marvel projects. He's the guy who did the original Civil War. He's gone over. Um, I think he did. Uh, I think he did Old Man Logan, the first run with Mark Millar, which actually both of those two uh, were. Written oh, by the Mark the Millar. really
2: gross one where he climbs inside the oh, Hulk.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a whole <laughs> bunch of nasty stuff that happens in that comic, but it's it's so well rendered. And whenever he whenever they have a really big book, a lot of times centered around Wolverine, they almost always go for Steve McDiven because he is just
2: like the best at what he does. So the one thing that I was uh, kind of Wondering is where this happens in the timeline because you see him in the in the Legacy comic that they put out last year, right? And, and he totally knew who he was, yeah. And he had an Infinity Stone with him, yeah. What what's what's going on,
1: guys? <laughs> yeah. I guess we got to keep reading, <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> It's. I mean, yeah. It's a curious point because, yeah, if this is taking it back in the timeline some degree, they really have not explained how far or or how long it's going to take to catch back up to the stuff that we saw a year ago. But yeah, like you always say, Jason, we're not complaining. We're just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs>
2: just, just timelines, y'all. Yeah, it's wibbly wobbly. It's very <laughs> like a jello mold. Mm-hmm. Everything's fluid. Speaking of jello, though, there was a <laughs> there was another really cool one that came out called uh, uh burnouts.
1: Yes. Yes, ah.
2: which I uh, originally was super excited about and then it came out and I had forgotten the concept. But then I was reading it and I was like, "Well, oh yeah, that it's that one." But there's uh there's an alien invasion uh but nobody knows about it except for the the neighborhood burnouts. <laughs> and they can nobody can see what's going on and, until they get all wasted
1: <laughs> nice i saw it looked like there was a scene where they were like a a party like a high school party, and like people are taking drinks of this, you know, whatever, whatever the punches or whatever is in it, yeah. and, and these kids that are just, you know, sitting there high because they were smoking weed, start to see this possession happening in the other like fellow students and things, and it's, it seems like it's just going
2: to get kind of out of control. Yeah, it it all centers around this uh, this like straight edge kid that decides I'm going to go out and have some real fun and go to a party, <laughs> nice. and then it just went to crap. <laughs> <laughs> Like all high school parties do. Yeah, that's been my experience. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too.
1: I gotta, got hop over back over to DC for a couple of uh, for a couple of books. We got Justice League number eight, which we were not expecting to come out in the fashion that it did, but it's another Legion of Doom issue. Yeah, it's got uh, James Tinian once again jumping in to do the the villain focus issue uh, with Mikkel Janin on the art, who is awesome. He does like the. Crispest, most clean-looking superhero art That you can kind of hope for And if you happen to be lucky enough There's a wonderfully creepy Joker variant cover uh, That you should, if, if, if nothing else You should look it up online And he'll look right back at you <laughs> hey,
2: There going? he is yeah, they, they messed up the rotation. I thought I thought they were going to do it every five. Yeah, but. yeah. Which I guess we got five, and then we had six and seven as normal
1: issues, and then we've jumped back over to the villains here. But they're really moving the ball downfield. Like there's a lot of story that they fill in. Um, there was a character that showed up at the end of issue seven that kind of goes back into like Luthor finding that character before the Justice League does and kind of manipulating him for his own
2: means. Oh, nice. There's it. So there's because there, they're they're kind of connecting it more. To some stuff that happened in metal, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they broke the source wall, and uh, all of these crazy cosmic powers from the ether of the universe are pouring into the DC universe itself, and Luthor has found some information about it and is gathering these elemental forces that exist, which uh, have taken the form of uh, the invisible emotional spectrum which is how sinestro has been manipulating um by, like the earth almost oh, fell I into think this crazy like emo- invisible spectrum of chaos and disorder and just there's been a whole bunch of catastrophic stuff going on i think that's the last thing that i read was okay. was dealing with that part and John Stewart was taken over by that and was able to free himself, and there's all cra- all sorts of crazy stuff that all, all these machinations of really, really grand proportions that, that Lex Luthor and the rest of the Legion of Doom are kind of having a, having a field day with. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so hopefully I, we have no idea. I guess stay tuned, and we'll figure out if we're getting more Legion of Doom or more regular Justice League uh, when they drop. That brings me to the other DC, uh, the final DC from me this week, which was the penultimate issue of Mr. Miracle. Uh, It's number 11, and oh my god, this comic book continues to be uh, one of, if not the best, like, B-list, C-list superhero characters that you could never have possibly imagined as cool or as emotionally gripping or as just well-realized in this issue they go, to, they go to Apocalypse, and Barda and uh, Mr. Miracle are planning on making a deal with, with Darkseid to, oh, wow. to stop some crazy chaos and war and things from happening, and uh, Mr. Miracle brings a veggie tray. <laughs> and there's a, there's, How thoughtful. There's a full page of Darkseid <laughs> dipping a carrot into ranch, eating it and then doing it again.
2: (laughs) He's double dipping. Double dipping. Evil bastard. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, that's a really weird pitch for this comic book because that's not what it's all about. But it does have moments like that where it just takes a second to pull away from the crazy catastrophic stuff that's always happening and just has a couple of base human moments throughout it all. Nice. Now, this one's 11 out of 12. Yes. Are they going to stop there? or I believe this will be done after that. Hmm at least this run. Um it's similar to the way that, that he did uh the vision over at Marvel. Yeah. A big kind of epic, you know, series that takes a serious year to come out and it at this point it's it hasn't changed the characters so so much as he did with the vision because there was a really awesome concept that went behind that one which we'll talk about in another episode but it's it's one of the most emotionally grounded superhero stories that you can ever imagine uh, the relationship between Big Barda and Mr. Miracle is just it's it's real like you you can feel it you can understand it and it's i don't know it's it's not even it's not even like life imitating art imitating life or the other way around it's it's just a believable love story of these two crazy cosmic characters just getting through life nice yeah and that, I think that's the last of what I've got this week.
2: Uh, oh, never mind. No, I think I have one more. But go ahead if you have anything else. I I actually started re I, I started going into uh, staying on the Batman theme. I started reading through the uh, Court of Owls. Oh, right on. Have you never read that one before? I, I hadn't read that one before, and I'd always like everybody was hey, you got to read this. It. I mean it. It's the first Batman book that he did.
1: I mean, it's the only, sorry, it is the main Batman book from the new 52, which was the whole, you know, like the relaunch that they did um, back in, I think it was like 2015, maybe a little before for that. Um, but he had done... It was, it, yeah, it was 2011, wasn't it? Okay, there we go. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Fact check. Anybody feel free. <laughs> fact check that. Um, but... He had done such a phenomenal job with Dick Grayson as Batman in the Black Mirror that came before that, which uh, was the last run of Detective Comics before they did the New 52. And because that was such a phenomenal comic, they gave him Batman and they put him with Greg Capullo. Nice. And that run that they did together is some of the craziest, most fun, dark, like everything. He hits on all... Spectrum of Batman stories in that run, so I, I'm excited for you. That was that's a really fun one.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been a really cool ride. You you really see a lot of the, Capullo's uh, uh, art coming off of like Spawn and that. Oh yeah, in those early ones, definitely. He he added a nice a nice
1: really good change of pace to the art in Batman. He, I don't know. I could go on and on about that particular <laughs> run of Batman, but but yeah, no, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you're reading that. I I'm almost I I almost just uh, went over it but the they had a this week was the first of these crazy weird mashups from Infinity Wars and this one is uh <laughs> the Soldier Supreme which is uh Captain America and Doctor Strange uh folded into each other and that's kind of the concept behind a bunch of these specials that are going to be coming out is that um the main antagonist from the Infinity Wars has kind of folded realities in on each other um, in regards to different characters and so like we have you know the cap you know the 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 sorcerer captain america here and then there are all sorts of other different weird combinations that happened in infinity wars number 3 and none of the characters know that they've been manipulated in this way so all of their lives and even their like their supporting characters like uh like bucky and wong are combined in this way oh, no. <laughs> and they take, make some really <laughs> weird choices like that but it's all it's all for the sake of <laughs> insanity please uh, please say his name was wong <laughs> <laughs> If it wasn't, that's how we'll start calling him. That's that's what we'll refer to him as. But uh, so it's and they're all going to be short runs. It's only going to be one or two single issues per story. And then inevitably, whatever ends up happening in these comics will dovetail back into the event, uh, you know, probably by the next issue or two. So it'll be interesting to see how they're kind of just held in this weird rabbit hole wonderland situation for a couple months before they, you know, probably go back to normal. I just can't get past that that the must, the mustache that he has. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like if Kirk Hammett was cosplaying as Captain America with a with a robe.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but
2: yeah. Yep. truth. And that's and that's what that was. That sounds bizarre, George.
0: It was. If, it if really you, was.
2: If you haven't seen it, check it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what do we have uh, coming out next week there, Trav?
2: We have some <laughs> We have some really cool stuff coming out actually. There's uh, you know, Action Comics 1000 deluxe edition is coming out. Ooh. With some extra stuff on there. Uh, second issue of King of Fear by Batman the Batman King's of Fear. The second issue of Blastosaurus comes out. Oh, good. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I know everybody was looking for that. After long wait, Bubba Hotep number three comes out. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) been a while. I know. It's taken forever. Uh, Cold Spots number two comes out. Cool. Uh, The Domino Annual comes out. Doomsday Clock, another one that's been way too far in between. What's that? what's what's doomsday clock oh wait never mind okay yeah, no we're good oh <laughs> it's been that long oh what number uh seven we're finally out oh, wow. seven okay back back half <laughs> uh the infidel trade paperback comes out awesome so uh if 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 you didn't read it, read it if Because yeah. it was awesome <laughs> it's a
1: xenophobic horror story to uh
2: to to be remembered one for uh emily uh man eaters number one, comes out. Ooh. <laughs> hey, she was raving about that one. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Geddon gets its zero issue. We're, we're off the edge of Spider-Geddon. We're almost to the right. Ra- <laughs> spider <Spider-geddon. laughs> But uh, more importantly, Stranger Things, number one, comes Ooh, out. Ooh, nice. Which is going to tell the story of
1: when Will Byers was in the Upside Down.
2: Yeah. Him, him uh, like, trying to avoid the Demogorgon and
1: yep. try and get out. Yep. Should be fun. Well, not fun.
2: It should be should be <laughs> <laughs> fun for us. Mm-hmm. Not so much for him. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Crow Memento Mori trade comes out. Very nice. I read the first issue of that, and then just got lazy and <laughs> <laughs> like we do, like we do. So there's there's some fun stuff.
0: Yeah. I uh, had one uh, short question for y'all to end this uh, podcast out this week. What's that? Pop quiz! I was I was wondering what you guys think is the uh, coolest superhero costume you've ever seen in uh, in a book. Mm.
2: I <laughs> way back there was a character in uh, Wolverine uh, called Maverick that for some reason just I, I really liked him. Right? Huh? Yeah, he he had the ability to to like see like a minute into the future or something like that.
0: That sounds like kind of a kind of a cool
2: (laughs) yeah he was was like a like a a a mercenary so he he was always really good at it because you know he could tell what you were about to do (laughs) cool costume though yeah he had this neat little mask and way back when I I used to try and like mimic it on on some of my characters
1: nice I'm trying I know there's some awesome costumes in the Invincible Universe and they are escaping me at the moment I need to, I need, I think I need a week, yeah. but I will come up with a couple of really good can, answers.
0: Just name like, you can name a couple if you want. You don't have to pick one.
1: No, I know. That's the thing. I'm trying to think of the people that I like so much. Just, there's so many characters in that universe and it's.
2: I need to give you these questions ahead of time. Just, a, just a little bit. Just say it. it. It's the Condiment King. Yes. Condiment King.
0: <laughs> I said superhero. Uh.
1: I'll answer two questions for you next week. How about that? Okay. All right. You can. right. I'll, I'll answer this one. You can surprise me with another question next week, but I'll have an answer for
0: this one. Mortgage it forward.
1: Yep. <laughs> My good uh,
0: favorite costume of all time is not from a comic book. It's uh, Zardoz, starring Sean Connery. Oh, yep. no. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
1: That's a
0: solid choice.
1: Yeah.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Go out and uh, check that one out, folks. Yep. Is, isn't that just Borat with an even hairier chest? Yeah. <laughs> It's possible, yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's accurate.
0: Bye! You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by CubbyandBensound.com. Views express do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground, copyright 2018, all rights reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, find us on Twitter at AU underscore radio, Facebook at AU radio podcast, or send us some electronic mail at podcast at ADV And remember, you can support this show and all the shows coming on AU radio by becoming a patron of the AU radio network. Find us on Patreon as AU radio at adventures underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as $1 a month. Thanks for listening to AU radio.